Let's go. Episode 91. <laughs> he just hyped up his episode kicking off abilities moments before I press the start record button. And that's what, <laughs> that's what he gave you guys. Just so. You yeah. Know. That, that felt a little bit like, I don't know. That did feel like a meme when it came out. Um, but we're coming fresh off of the Justin, uh, not Justin Hack episode. Man, that dude's name is just on my one mouth day. lately. Um, I feel like I'm the one of one <laughs> hack defense squad. Um, but no, we're coming off the Tony Roach um episode which was obviously something huge for us um it was really cool to connect with um a player for the first time obviously get some insight that was interesting to us hopefully it was interesting to some of you guys if you haven't seen it yet it is on our youtube um it's anywhere you can get a podcast i thought it was really interesting um insight into specifically the the championship season um yeah so check that out if you haven't already and i think and, it's yeah I, I think it's good to talk a little bit about Chicago too now I, I love that we have content to talk about for the episodes right. obviously the off season was was tough to truck through but um for for better or for worse I guess with the two games that we've now seen uh we we do have things to talk about and I think a lot of the same feelings I guess from week one with with everything we talked about in week one um I think this go around maybe if we hop right into it the story of the game is probably going to be what was the performance by Alenich? Obviously, eighteen-year-old kid made his MLS debut and was maybe not maybe out of his mind is too far because you know we did you know there was no assist involved, there was no goal involved. We still tied one-one to who were wooden spoon uh, contenders for our predictions, but right. he was he was impressive to say the yeah, least. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I I texted you during the game just watching him and, and seeing his. Um, athletic ability and, and some of the things that he brought to the team. And I said, dang, Gray might have lost his job. Uh, it's going to be, you know, a fight for, for Gray to keep that position. It is his to lose right now. Obviously, when, when Gray is healthy, he's going to be in there. But um, just kind of backing up to when you when you saw the lineups drop and you saw Lenich, um in, the, in that position, did you feel that he was going to have that type of game? I don't know. I felt so when we look at kind of the signings that were made in the offseason and obviously there weren't many of them but it was uh, you know Alenich it was uh Gabe Segal and it was um it was Kufre and I think Alenich probably of of him and Kufre th- those those being the two exciting and then Segal I think some people had like NYCFC two hopes for him and stuff but between Kufre and Alenich I thought Kufre would be a way bigger piece of our team um, than Alenich, and I'm not sure that I still feel the same way after seeing both them perform. I think week one, we were, like, super high on Kufre, um, and I think he looked all right in the second game against Chicago, maybe not as good as, as the first game, and that could just be because we were excited to see right. a new player play in the jersey the first game. Um, but I feel like Alenich showed me, like, what an actual, like, great debut is, um, and I, I maybe don't feel as as excited about Kufre in the way that I did about Alenich. Yeah, well, I mean, when we make those signings, um, you know, you kind of want to, you, you want to play your new toys, right? Mm-hmm. You want to see both of them together, playing together, because obviously somebody in NYCFC had that idea that they needed these two fullbacks, right? So you want to see them play together. And um, I think a lot of times when we talk about players' performances, we kind of fail to mention that there is a possibility of an opponent being good and that being the reason um, that somebody else may not have shined so well. Mm-hmm. I think 
that Chicago kind of just looked at the tape from last week and was and figured out a way to play against Kufre, um, to kind of limit his ability to affect the game, like he was going to, you know, versus Nashville had you know a couple couple chances gone his way. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was a shock, and it was nice to see both of them starting together. I think the most shocking thing was seeing Jason start over Tiago. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's the first thing that everyone saw when the lineups dropped. Um, what were some of your thoughts about pregame Jason uh, when the lineups dropped? What you thought he might bring? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I was. I was surprised, like you said. I think we were obviously talking about it pregame and. I just it wasn't something that I expected. I think we kind of we big up Tiago for his performance in uh his performance in Nashville. Obviously not as much on the wing, um but more so at the 9 spot when Cushing made that switch at halftime and I expected him to do the same this week, but I think Tala's actually looked better overall at the 9. Um but Tiago to me I I, I don't know what could have caused that switch. I, like I'm so confused. Yeah, I mean we were we were trying to figure that out pre-game and kind of you know was it a tactical decision was it um you know was it a health thing you know what happened uh, well, was th- it strategic maybe we thought that Cushing might be switching uh Gabby to the left side and right. putting Jason on right because maybe he was unsure of the defensive ability that Elena had and wanted to have something in place from the get-go to to lean on Jason who obviously has played the right back has shown you know that he's able to play more defensively um probably than he is attackingly uh but that just wasn't the case right like it, it was just a like for like switch with tiago right and it was one of the things that we talked about in the preseason um you know that was a possibility to do tactically was put gabby on the left and yep. put jason on the right and have direct balls coming in and we saw none of that so right. um, we, we ended up seeing jason on the left and, and gabby play on the right luckily you know, Gabby ends up getting the goal from the right anyway, so it was a good call, but um, it was a little weird. And, and I wouldn't say that Jason had a bad game, but he really didn't have an impact. Well, it's also f- funny when we think about, like, wing play and, and wing back play and playing in the direct balls and everything, and the two biggest signings with the most or with the best outlook uh, were Kufre and Alenich that we brought in. So you think that that would sort of be the story of uh, the tactics that Cushing wants to play, but then you unfortunately don't have somebody like a, a target man striker right um, <laughs> on the roster anymore right and uh and we've seen in a few cases now when when we look at nashville um obviously tiago uh got that ball in the box and and overran it and then matty did an identical thing this week i, I right. couldn't believe it it literally was like watching the same clip um but a different player subbed in for tiago uh and then you have chano obviously uh on the insane header i mean i don't yeah, you, you really don't. you have to try to miss those headers uh on that corner um and i think there was another uh, another one or two times where Tales played a ball in and tiago is rushing in um to the box and you you have to cherry pick those right. goals and we we shipped our cherry picker out and now we've we've got nobody um and it just seems it seems like it makes it hurt more that hey bear's like not on the roster especially seeing him a goal in a game or a goal in each game for seattle it's like, how do you let the only nine on your roster go? Uh, especially if you're committing to that direct ball right. play. Yeah, well, it, it did, does feel weird when you let somebody go and, and you don't at least try to replace them mm-hmm. with, with somebody top drawer, which makes you almost think that it's still possible. Yeah. Um, 
But with the whole Hey Baird conversation that's happened all week, I'm firmly in the camp of we never gave him the service he deserved anyways. Mm-hmm. We were as a team we we were na- never able to give that to him with better players. Yeah. So I'm not in the camp that we would be able to provide the services he's getting at Sounders. We just can't. We couldn't. It's a different style. Um it's a completely different style. He's fitting in well there. Um you know, I don't I haven't watched any of the games for the Sounders, so they very well could be completely committing to Hey Bear and trying to feed a target man type striker. Yeah. Which they have the coaching staff to do that. They have the players around him to do that. Um, we just don't. We He would not have scored yet, I don't think. Yeah. For us. Um, just plain and simple. I don't think he would have. Um, and I think that, that opens up the conversation about Talas. And I mentioned it a little bit. I think uh, you kind of brought me around to him. I, I honestly was not very happy with his performance at the nine but then i i watched the game back apple tv is fire cause yeah. hit the 2x <laughs> it's speed really nice, yeah. all the replays are right there everything like that obviously watching the highlight clips as well and and sort of you know in the film room um and i think he looked a lot better than if you just watch the broadcast um and you kind of move on with your life right then then the kind of what you would think you saw from him yeah no definitely because you you saw him finally you know, having time on the ball, mm-hmm. doing what what we all want him to do, which was get the ball, bring it upfield, play it to somebody else, and get the play moving. That's yeah. what we want Tallis to do. That's what he's going to be very deadly for us. Doing is is that exact thing. So we we actually got to see him do that. We saw him finally sprinting after um, the ball to press, which I don't know if in that first game he had a knock and he couldn't do it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we, we finally saw that. I thought overall, if you're not scoring, you have to have a game like that where you're being effective and you're affecting the play in some way. Yeah, and I think uh, for me what stood out was there was a few moments where he played, not not quite like a Ben Sweat-esque ball, but there were like <laughs> there were two or three balls where he played on, it was either Tiago or it was GP um, on a, a sprint into the box and, and gave them their one-on-one opportunities to do something with it. And right. unfortunately, neither of them did. Um, well, but, that, that huge chance to, to Tiago where, you know, had he trusted in himself and played it on his dominant foot, yep. he's probably either scoring or forcing a really good save. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, in a in a perfect world, Talish should have left that game with at least one assist. Exactly. Um, and I think the same, actually, for Matsy, who early, early in the game, uh, I think Jason kind of gave himself a bad rep by missing that shot, although it was right. off the post. Um, but that ball came in for Matsy, and... That was maybe like the, the, the really the only highlight I guess that we've seen from Matty so far. Kind of sucks being a big Matty supporter because I I think he is, in a way, not making the most of the few performances or the the few shifts that he most likely has left now, especially with Santi back. That's um, probably the last one. Yeah, that's not a sub performance. <laughs> I was gonna say like, which is hard on him. That that, that that's super hard to to tell somebody. You know, you've got two shots at this. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Maybe Nick starts him versus Miami as kind of like a... I think he'll get minutes for sure. Yeah. And then we haven't... I think this is our first time talking since Santi's returned as well. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. We we haven't talked about the signing at all. Yeah. Just obviously a, a absolutely massive signing. I think the only question mark that came with it, we obviously talked about it as soon as it was announced. NYCFC was doing their counting up to number 10 or whatever to to roll it out and try to hype it up and 
whatever position it was or whatever number it was, um, they mentioned that he was going to be a DP. The ninth. The ninth, yeah. He, I guess our ninth DP for NYCFC. Can you? Yeah. I can't name the other eight. There's no chance I could name Medina. the other eight. <laughs> Medina. The best one. Yeah. Well, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Maybe Thiago we, Martins. I was going to say, maybe we haven't had many DPs if Medina is the best one. <laughs> or many DPs that have panned out. Tiago Martins is a DP. Medina was a DP. Santi, nine. Santi is now the ninth, yeah. So that's a third of them. Yes. That's not a third. That is a third. That is a third. Yeah, that's a third. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to even pretend to, to know that whenever we were watching NYCFC um, back in 2015. Matriza was one. He was. It was just vibes back then. And then I don't know how they count. Like, I, I believe Tales sort of is a U22 was the, initiative was DP. Or was he just like our first signing? I don't know. So he didn't count as one or something. I don't know. But I think there's there's young DPs as well. And I think Tales. Pirlo had to be one. Only part had to be one. Yeah. So... When you put that, when you put Asante in names like that, and I think less so, less so names like that, right? Because Pirlo was obviously nothing special for NYCFC, anyways, and Lampard wasn't either. Um, but when you look at the other Lampard DPs, is good, but we'll go on. <laughs> when you th- when you think about the other DPs around the league, though, right? I start comparing him to some of those names. I think of like a Zellerayan. Um I'm not yeah. sure if Mukhtar is a DP, but I don't know how he possibly couldn't be if he isn't. I, I think just brought him back as one. I. I get worried. I do know he, obviously, I think he was like third in the league last year with assists. He had 14 of them. Obviously, there was a much more prolific striker that is able to help him make those tallies, uh, at least for the first half of the season. Um, but it it worries me a little bit. When you invest in things, it, it worries yeah. me that things might not pay off. My thing is, you know, like Nick said, he, he had pretty much just hopped off a plane, um, you know, nonstop promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, um, especially with how how empty the team looked without Sands. I didn't know or think or believe that Sands would have that much of an impact that quickly. Um, I'd like to amend maybe what I said preseason with the ceiling comment with Hack and, and Sands. I didn't know that I'd be judging them <laughs> in the same team. I, I want to, when I was thinking of, you know, James Sands, he's playing somewhere else in yeah. my brain at that yeah. point. So I didn't think, you know, seeing them side by side, I think it's unfair to hack in this moment, you know, to to compare the two. Mm-hmm. I think it's super unfair, but um, a lot of people are trying to do it. I was going to say some people probably felt uh, that you were going to eat your words. They just didn't know they were going to get to enjoy you eating yeah, your words so fast. quickly. Yeah, It's, it's like... Uh, Cushing has obviously mentioned in a number of press conferences that he pays attention to the media. So I don't know if he was like, oh, let's just throw this guy right yeah. under the bus and bring Which, Sands back. Touche. <laughs> um, but, you know, there was clearly a hole that Sands left in that team. And, um, you know, Cushing mentioned that they changed everything for Santi. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think kind of scrambled everything. Yeah, it's weird to do that. Yeah. We were and, talking about bringing in this one guy who's jet lagged. Obviously, he's coming back to the system, but I would have to imagine that some things have changed with Cushing in his first proper preseason as as the head guy. Um, so to to displace 10 players to, for one, for one yeah, that's, that's going to play 40 minutes, just to, to me... Yeah, that's a terrible decision. Seems insane. It seems... And it... You know, 
I don't know if I respect him for coming out and like admitting it, but it. Just... Oh, for sure. I mean, standing on it, having the nuts to do it, but at, at the end of the day, um, like Nick Cushing, we we love you. We're not at all these weirdos that are cushing out, but that's a that's a tough move when you have a DP signing. You're telling you're basically telling us that this person is so talented that they they deserve to make more money, have more status, have you know more importance in the team than anybody else. And maybe you should be building a system around him, if you consider right. that fact, right? But exactly. And so if they're that talented, they're that valuable, they can hop into a system and use their athletic ability, use their talent to fit in to make themselves fit in. You don't need to disrupt ten other people. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's what we saw. We saw we saw players that were disrupted, especially in the second half. I think uh, I think the first half was honestly refreshing. We looked we looked really good. The build up play right. was crazy. Obviously, on that Jason attempt, uh, I think we tweeted it out. That was just insane. It, it felt like champagne soccer. Like the, yeah. the passes that were being made leading up to that, um, everybody kind of doing the the perfect thing that they needed to in the moment. Um, but it was just the the second half. I mean, you can't. It, I, I think that would be the tale of it, that obviously everybody just looked kind of uncomfortable. Um, and, and on top of that, once James Sands came out of the game, um, and I'll credit it more to James Sands coming out and not Hack coming in. Yeah, but that, I think a lot of too many people are doing the opposite. Yeah, things, things really uh, started to unravel when Sands came out. And I'll say he didn't look absolutely out of this world either when he was playing. There was a few dispossessions, just, I think. He kept it so tidy. Yeah, uh, it's just having that extra guy that has it in the defensive toolbox to know that he is going to help out right. some of our guys in the back is good. Um, but he was obviously, I think a little jet lagged or a little out of his element too. Um, obviously rejoining the team. But I think once he was out things, things did begin to unravel. Yeah. When, in you know, I, that was nowhere near the hack performance that we saw in Nashville. You know, I'm not going to yeah, sit here and say that near. he had an amazing game. Um, but you know, he, he, he didn't have the game that fills the hole that Sands was having that game. Yep. Um, the importance that he had and as a whole, the result to me just felt like a draw. It didn't really feel like, you know, a draw that was, that felt like a loss or a draw that felt like a win. It was just a draw that you could pull some positives from, have some things that you, that you want to fix up. And keep it moving, keep it pushing. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it felt like a, a a draw that felt like a loss to me, but only because I had um, many units, many <laughs> units worth of uh, of my regular bet size on draw no bet though. On draw no bet, so I did get my money Same, back though. Same. Yeah. Oh, you you yeah, did tail. I did too, but didn't. But I didn't say because I didn't want to fade you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did get my, I did get the money back. We got the money yeah. back, but it was for. 80 minutes or you know 70 minutes whenever they scored it felt like it felt tough i felt like i had cheated vegas (laughs) or i i had cheated FanDuel a little bit i was like i talk about them every week i of course know more than they do um honestly like it it, it's almost like vegas had a little something for us a script yeah it's like like, oh chano knocks (laughs) it down instead of tiago clearing it and then it bounces straight to a defender and then it bounces off of a player into the goal uh, Barraza had the initial shot covered. Mm-hmm. Come on. And I think once again, uh, Barraza looked fine. Uh, honestly. More than fine. More than fine. I mean, I He's, think... He literally saved that goal that would have been a goal prior to the player who was offside scoring. 
Yeah, had that had he not had saved that first that, one gone in, it was two one. Yeah, and I and I, I don't want to dogpile on Sean, but I did see a lot of people saying uh, that Sean um, had better distribution than Barraza. You're wrong. Um, I guess maybe in that game, I, I did see. I think I was checking out the Sofa Score thing that you showed me, and it was like he was like three for sixteen on long balls, which is just not. Not something that you can have happen, especially if if we're gonna tout you as. But if we're talking the to, distribution if, guy, right? But if somebody is talking about Sean was better at playing out of the back, we're not talking about the long balls. That's that's true, and I I do think on his uh, sh- short passes, whatever they call it, he was he was substantially better. It was yeah. like it was like thirteen for ninety. It was still like seventy six percent or something, which isn't isn't perfect, but right. it's not. I mean, if you're completing a pass seventy six percent of the time, that's not. One of the, I You're mean, gonna start on a team somewhere. One of the things that disturbed me the most about the game was um, Chicago having a pretty poor press, mm. and it and it seemed like it was still affecting us to yeah. a degree that isn't NYCFC to me. To to me, NYCFC is pretty cool and calm under under the press, um, and it seemed like a pretty poor press was getting to us and causing us to to feel disrupted. Yeah. And I think they looked at the the tape from Nashville and said that this team loses possession easily so we can press them and get them out uncomfortable. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I think our defense has been a little rattled, especially not, not only our defense, but um, the players up top or in the midfield playing it back to them. I think uh, Matty, uh, he played one ball back and that was when uh, I'm not going to pretend to remember how to pronounce this guy's name, but, Honestly, when I was watching... It starts with a P. I was in our living room watching with three other <laughs> Polish people, and they said it per- okay. perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that should have 100% been canned. I mean, every every day of the week that has to go in. For sure. We we were... Same with the Chanel goal, though. Yeah. That's where I'm like, it's it was a draw. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I, I think with Chanel, too, like, I want to briefly touch on him because i think uh we had a lot of conversations with sean where when you are the captain you're obviously held to a higher standard and yeah. the things that you do um they also contribute more to the morale of the team um if you're like doing things wrong or if you're doing things really good too it can help it can help a lot um because obviously all the players are looking up to you as a leader the fans are looking up to you as a leader um and she knows had a bit of a tough time with clearing clearing the ball i think uh there's two goals you know, we don't. We hate to do the "it's on one player's head" thing, right. but if if we have to to stoop to doing that, uh, in both cases, Chano cannot be clearing a ball right to somebody that's going to take a shot from six yards out yeah. in the case of Nashville, or uh, right on the edge of the box yeah. in the in the case of Chicago. So, I hope I hope he can kind of shore it up. I'm sure he will. He's you he know, obviously does. he. The consistency will come. I think. I think it's still week two. Obviously, people are. I think people start to even tire by the end of the game when it's yeah. still week two. You're still getting into into game shape. Right. Um, but I, I hope we'll show it up. We haven't seen much from Tiago. Period. I feel like there's not many things to even say about him. He's been um, pretty tidy. I, I, there's yeah. not really many mistakes. He's been pretty solid. Um, as far as I've seen. Yeah, and then I think it's worth just wrapping up Chicago. Maybe briefly touching. On Miami, I know you said you were in the, the yeah. film room, kind of watching, watching some highlights, watching some replays of the games. Like, what are I guess what are your thoughts on Miami? Should, are, should we be worried that they're going to do something? They just beat Philly. Yeah, that's the thing is, um, 
you know, you look at that first game and they they scored off of a set piece mm-hmm. and uh, and an open goal off of mistakes from defense. Um, so you look at that game and you kind of just call it a scratch because the, the the opponent that day didn't really prove that they were of quality. Yeah. Um, you know, they looked sloppy themselves in that game. They looked like they couldn't really string a couple of passes together. Um, but they did have those moments where they showed that they like to shoot from deep if you let them. I don't think Sands will let them shoot from deep. Okay. Personally. Um, but then you then you look at the game versus Philly, and they scored some sh- some really champagne goals. Yeah. Like, the, the specifically the one... Did Joseph score at all in any of these goals? No. No? Okay. Um the the commentator said that he's working himself back um from fitness so of okay. course he'll be ready for us <laughs> yeah he's gonna be ready for us just in time to script for <laughs> week three <laughs> um but there's specifically the goal um where it's chipped into the left winger and he controlled it off of his chest and then hit it off the bo- volley um into the top right corner that's okay. just something that you know, if if Chano and and Tiago and Sands, if if we're not being present, um, minded enough to step forward on these guys, they're going to shoot on us, mm-hmm. and that could be a concern for Braza. Um, you know, obviously seeing that he's a better distributor than he is a a shot stopper. Although um, he's been he's been pretty good shots. He's <laughs> he's played much better than we've seen him play shot stopping. Yeah, for not for not being a shot stopper, he has been stopping so some shots. Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard to call. With them, because you you have this game where um, they kind of just played good enough against a bad opponent, yeah, and then they show up to an MLS Cup favorite and smash them, yeah, like genuinely make the Union look bad. Um, so I don't know, I don't know what to say. Yeah, and it'll be a good. I think uh, I think it'll be a good game. I feel like either you know, yeah, well, we're at home and that's the thing. Yeah, uh, I think that alone typically gives us an edge, especially being at Yankee Stadium. We uh we don't like to to lose in the Bronx. We don't like to drop points in the Bronx. Um yep. we are obviously going to be present as well and uh NYCFC's record when we're present is very good. Knock on uh all all the wood we can find. Um but <laughs> there's wood under that I'm sure. If uh if if anybody is also gonna be at the game, you may catch us walking around the stadium. Um it hopefully the weather's not gonna be too we're bad. Be at, is it Billy's? Yeah, we will be at Billy's. We are gonna try to to participate or at least witness the the little pregame march. Um, I think it's like the third rail in Templeados. Obviously, um, you yep. guys probably know better than us because you're you're all in New York for like every game. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we're gonna be there. Um, and, it'll and be hope, interesting. Hope for a good result. We've we've not really seen bad results there, um, and we've been to. We're we're going over the history today. I think I've missed one. And mm-hmm. you've never missed one. No. Um, I was in the, another state. I get a... Not only another state, but, like, the farthest state. I mean, aside from, like... Yeah, and Alaska, I, I and I I don't know if I was of age the farthest, to make decisions for myself at yeah, that point. Yeah, the farthest state you could have possibly been in is where you were. So, nobody nobody can knock you for it. We'll, we'll give me the pass for that. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be at Billy's. We're going to be at the game. Um, we're going to be around there really all day and all night, so... Um, if you're going to be there, let us know. And I think, oh, one, uh, one tidbit. I don't like to do – is it bragging? I don't know if it's bragging, but it's a very cool story. We obviously went to um, we went to the Brad Sims interviews that you guys have probably seen from all the content creators uh, around NYCFC, and then we also went to the Homecoming Gala later in the night, which is just like, I don't know, a dinner for them to talk about like their community efforts. 
obviously all like the coaches are present the players are present taylor tolman was present um all the front office staff was present and stuff uh and to me i think the the coolest moment of the night i'm not the type of guy to like go and approach players and try to do like the small yeah. talk thing uh obviously we just asked like our first uh press conference question questions last week um and that's like the first time that we've done it in four years of recording the podcast so obviously not the not the types to approach players but um hack actually uh approached me and he was like hey man do you do a podcast and i was like what do you what do you mean i was like yeah i do and he goes yeah when i was uh when i was on loan in hartford um i remember I, like i used to see you guys on youtube like you would you would talk about me when i was on loan at hartford uh he's like i really appreciate it and i was like dude that is crazy uh i was like i appreciate it i was like you played your ass off in nashville um keep grinding and everything and he kind of just like dabbed me up and walked away and i i immediately first thing i do is obviously text this guy like, you have no idea what just happened <laughs> like probably the the coolest thing that has yet happened for the podcast just occurred um and yeah it was a cool moment so i guess you never know who is listening yeah. to the podcast it just seems insane i'm very uh happy that whenever we did talk about him when he was in hartford we obviously said very good things so he that, was playing really well yeah so that paid off um obviously big shout out to hack i think that maybe i mean it's not totally up to us because he is with the club but that would be kind of like a milestone guest to have on the show and have a conversation with yeah i think I mean, it'd be interesting it's funny because i mean we've told this story before uh not the hack story but this one i'm, I'm gonna tell yeah um and it just shows you the progression of you know keep going at it and, and you know one day somebody's gonna know about you mm-hmm. um it was just the day that i had to go get our our parking pass validated um after we had already been in the car and i'm walking back to the to the little ticket station where obviously all the players come out of and stuff like that but i'm in the parking garage and gloucester walks past me (laughs) and i i just like gave him a nod and i was like what's up and he just literally looked me dead in the eyes and looked down and kept walking i was like (laughs) damn it's a cold world <laughs> damn yeah i mean that's what two of two of many easter eggs we have obviously the the alex ring dms is the whole story <laughs> that you know one have day we ever told that one i don't know if we've ever told it or if we've just teased it but it's it's cool to be a part of the community it was funny we like i went and like i think i told trey from blue balls like right away and he goes uh, that's why you're so lucky that you do a video <laughs> podcast he's like nobody knows who i am and i was like hey you gotta start the video then yeah man. dude um but it it was funny it was you know definitely a, a moment that you never forget like one of the moments like when hey bear joins the the nycfc group chat it's like you know a cool thing that you would you'd never really expect so yeah appreciate hack for that moment um if he's watching um I doubt we're gonna is. come we're gonna do a jersey swap with them if we if we can find them i was gonna say he did slip in a I haven't seen it in a while, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, uh, it was that means, funny. That means he watched it when he was in Harvard, and then never. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I like pulled up the thumbnail from our episode that some of you guys probably saw, uh, where we were talking about hacks match class, and I was like, dude, we just filmed like <laughs> forty-five about how good you were in Nashville, and he was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, maybe you watched that one. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but it, uh, it's a cool moment. Obviously, uh you guys that do watch and listen um you know things like that couldn't happen uh if you didn't so we really appreciate it um Definitely. it'll be cool to meet some of you i think especially some of the media members that we haven't met yet at the home right. opener it should be like a, a a great reunion for everybody to touch base while the Definitely. season is fresh and there's a lot of hope in the air um well you'd like to think there would be <laughs> yeah but you know um 
Start yeah. pulling positives, man. Yeah. And life looks so much better that way. Yep. So episode 91 in the books. Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys at the game. Uh, definitely come up to us if if you see us and, and know this ugly mug. Definitely come say hi. Yeah, we can bring some stickers with us, but they're like 2021 yeah, champions. Yeah, they have Sean on it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and they have Collins and Tati. Yeah. There's not one player on that sticker left. Honestly, you'll find us at the in, in the shop. Maybe we need a hack sticker. You're gonna find us in the in the team <laughs> shop. Maybe we need a hack sticker. Honestly, we could. We we should do it. But um, can we commission that before the game? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think the turnaround time on the the factory is the that factory, quick. Factory man. Um, you know, uh, no, I won't say that on the air. I'll, I'll do that off air. But that's uh that's 91. So appreciate you at Post 90 Pod everywhere. TikTok, uh, YouTube has ads now. Twitter obviously is the spot to go. Um, and we'll catch you guys in New York at the home opener. Yeah, appreciate you guys coming to the extra time with us on these episodes. See you guys next week.